What's up everybody, this is Jonas for episode 2 of Wrestling with Jonas. Today we're going to be looking at detail uh, from the NXT UK shows from last night, you may have seen them, uh, there was another 2 hour show, um, and then we're going to be going on to a, a brief review of this week's NXT uh, US, you could call it from Full Sail, um, and then we'll do a quick rundown, a, a preview of this weekend's big wrestling shows from the WWE. You've obviously got WWE Survivor Series on Sunday evening. Uh, lots of happening there with regards to the card changing. Uh, people in, people out, injuries, uh, new champions. Um, and then we'll be looking at uh, NXT TakeOver War Games, the second annual War Games event from WWE NXT. So, uh, how was your week been? Um, I hope you've all had a, a fun week. hope you've been able to spread the word about wrestling with Jonas. Um, it's available on pretty much all popular podcast platforms. Uh, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Podbean, and so on and so on. Uh, you name it, we're pretty much on all of them so far. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please give us some feedback if you feel there's uh, things that we need to improve on. It's early days. Things are only going to get better with the podcast. So... Let's jump straight into it. We've got a lot to discuss here. Two very entertaining hours of NXT UK from the 14th of November. And uh, it starts uh, with Triple H. Um, all eight female women competitors uh, for the NXT UK Women's Championship are up on stage. And Triple H, um, with Johnny Say, announces that um, there will be a NXT UK Women's Championship. Uh, the uh, competitors for the championship is going to be Ginny, Miley McKenzie, Tony Storm, Nina Samuels, Dakota Kai, Isla Dawn, Rhea Ripley and Zaya Brookside. So we'll talk more about the, the brackets a bit later on. The tournament does start tonight, however. Uh, we have a replay of the Coffee Brothers attacking Ashton Smith from three weeks ago. Smith goes up against Wolfgang later on tonight, and Tyler Bate goes up against James Drake all in the first hour. Uh, the uh, first match of the evening is Sid Scala. Now, we've seen him a couple of times before, unfortunately uh, losing in his debut match on NXT UK, going up against Jordan Devlin. Now, I mentioned last week how much Devlin has impressed me, and with his newfound attitude, Devlin has proved very credible in the ring. Devlin trained by WWE superstar Finn Balor. Uh, Devlin hits a standing moonsault along with a solid Irish whip to start the match, uh, sending Scala into the corner. Devlin hits a very impressive slingshot cutter on Scala from the outside to the inside of the ring for a two count. Scala makes a brief comeback with lefts and rights, followed by a neckbreaker. However, Devlin cuts Scala's attack short with a drop kick that knocks Scala out out of the sky so a very impressive move there followed by Devlin's finisher the Irish call for the one two three after the match Devlin gets on the mic and says that Ligaro walks around the back in a mask and a cape when he is from Leeds uh, Devlin said he, he knows um, who he is and uh, he is looking to take on uh, Ligaro in a future episode Next, there's a recap from Mustache Mountain's Ingrin segment from NXT Week 1. So, all the way back to the very first show. 
and a reminder that there will be an NXT UK tag title tournament coming very soon and there's some NXT UK tag team action next. We have a vignette from uh, Tyson T-Bone who is up with his debut next on NXT UK. Um, however, we've got a, a bit of tag team action uh, for you next with Saxton Huxley and Joseph Connors pairing up to take on Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan. It's likely that we'll see uh, one or maybe both of these two teams in the NXT UK Tag Title Tournament when it starts in the near future. Uh, a quick start to the match with Jordan and Williams hints of fast-paced moves before Connor gets tagged in to dominate the smaller Emir Jordan with a couple of clotheslines and a gorilla press slam by Huxley to follow. Jordan hits the second rope leaping clothesline, eventually allowing Williams to enter um, and to hit a wrecking ball dropkick and a tope dive through the ropes onto Huxley on the outside. Connors hits a sunset bomb on Williams before um, his don't look down finisher on Williams uh, for the eventual win. Some promising sequences from Williams and Jordan, however the size and power advantage from Connors and Huxley was just too much as they take the victory. So we spoke earlier about the eight uh, competitors for the NXT UK Women's Championship Tournament, which starts tonight. In fact, it'll be starting in hour two. And the opening brackets, um, the, the first round or the quarterfinal matches for the eight competitors are as follows. Uh, Ginny will be taking on Miley McKenzie. Tony Storm will be taking on Nina Samuels. Dakota Kai will be taking on Isla Dawn and Rhea Ripley will be up against Zaya Brookside all in the first set of matches to crown the new NXT UK Women's Champion. So uh, by the looks of it the tournament will be starting tonight and that will be highlighted with some matches in hour two. There's a backstage segment where Trent Seven uh, was sending out some words of warning for S Zach Gibson and it looks like we'll be getting these two um, on next week's episode or possibly hour two of NXT UK tonight. That will certainly be one uh, to watch out for. Next up in the ring, however, we have Tyler Bate versus James Drake. Plenty of big, strong boy chants uh, from the fans in attendance at Birmingham. Uh, James Drake lost to Liguero on last week's episode. However, he does look ready um, as he goes up against the first ever UK Championship Tournament winner and the first ever UK champion Tyler Bate. Another he's got his own face on his arse chant from uh, for, for James Drake from the uh, fans uh, in attendance. Uh, the fans are really getting into the action um, in the early stages here. Drake is quick to knock Bate from the second turnbuckle to the outside before regaining control and the pace of the match with the with a headlock and a stomp to the head of Tyler Bate. Some solid uppercuts, forearms from Bate is met with a quick drop kick, flooring Tyler Bate in the process. Bate is able to regain control with a spinning elbow, a running elbow into the corner and a standing moonsault from Tyler Bate. Bate hits uh, an impressive dive onto Drake to the outside of the ring, followed by a delayed German suplex onto Drake. Drake hits a vicious drop kick to Bate for a close three count, but Tyler Bate is able to hit a big lariat, followed by his Tyler Driver 97 finishing move for the three count and the win. 
Another impressive win for Tyler Bates. But James Drake did show me a lot in this match. And whether it's in singles or tag team matches with Zach Gibson, I'm looking forward to seeing more from James Drake in the future. Next, we have a match between Ashton Smith and Wolfgang, which will be uh, closing out this first hour of NXT UK. Smith attempts a flying cross body, body to open the match, only to be caught with a gut buster from Wolfgang and a wicked Irish whip into the turnbuckles. Smith hits back with an impressive high knee and clothesline combo to take Wolfgang off his feet. Smith hits a, a leapfrog and cross body to get a two count and a couple of stiff strikes to Wolfgang's face. However, Smith couldn't lift Wolfgang up onto his shoulders and injures his back in the process. Wolfgang hits his finisher, the trapped leg suplex for the three count and the win. After the match, the Coffee Brothers enters the ring with Wolfgang and pose uh, as hour one comes to a close. I never really been uh, the biggest fan of Wolfgang um, however I do like this version of Wolfgang as part of the heel faction with the Coffee Brothers uh, WWE clearly like the look of Joe and Mark Coffee, and they do make a menacing group with Wolfgang and have so far been very successful they're clearly the standout heels in NXT UK brand at the moment and they could be the clear favourites going into the tag title tournament in the coming weeks this was a bit of a standard first hour of this week's NXT UK with standout performances from Jordan Devlin and James Drake, in my opinion. We move on to hour two of this week's show, filmed in Birmingham. Hour two starts with a clip of the eight female competitors in the NXT UK Women's Championship Tournament. Uh, I like all eight of the wrestlers involved in the tournament. However, I do have my concerns about Zia Brookside uh, being a little too green for this tournament. You may uh, remember that Zia was the first victim of Io Shirai in this year's Mae Young Classic and is the daughter of WWE Performance Centre trainer Robbie Brookside. I would have preferred to have seen uh, Killer Kelly instead, however I'm sure that, that would have, uh, there would have been further complaints from the fans that Killer Kelly would have been yet another non-UK talent alongside the likes of Tony Storm, Dakota Kai and Rhea Ripley. Speaking of Dakota, she's in the opening match of this tournament. So we've got Dakota Kai versus Nina Samuels. Kai hits a stiff kick to the chest of Samuels, followed by a double foot stomp for an early two count. Samuels takes control, working on Dakota's back, with the crowd showing a lot of heat towards Samuels as she hits an impressive tilt world backbreaker for another two count. Samuels puts Dakota into a gory special backstretcher. However, Kai is able to reverse this into a roll-up attempt. Kai gets her second wind, drop kicking Samuels into the corner, followed by a double running kick into the corner, followed by her chiropractor finisher for the three count and the win. Kai's finisher looks similar to a Canadian destroyer. Uh, Nigel McGuinness on commentary described it as a code red into an inverted backstabber. So uh, quite an inventive move there from Kai. Uh, nevertheless, an impressive move and an impressive win for the first round victory for Dakota Kai. We see a graphic showing Tyson Tebow, uh, who will be making his debut tonight, uh, followed by a graphic of the ever impressive Dave Mastiff, who will also be in action this evening. Mark Andrews is in a backstage interview talking about his issue with the Coffee Brothers. However, he said that he has bigger uh, things on his mind at the moment. 
he says that he is the most exciting wrestler on the NXT UK brand and that he can do things that nobody else can do. But one thing he is missing is championship gold around his waist. Then Flash Morgan Webster enters the picture, suggesting a possible partnership with Andrews in the up-and-coming tag team tournament for the NXT tag titles. This could be a very interesting pairing of Andrews and Webster. Then we see a backstage segment with Ashton Smith talking about his loss to Wolfgang in last week's show. When Eddie Dennis enters the picture, mocking Smith for his loss and telling him uh, to catch his match next week for some tips. A possible feud brewing between Eddie Dennis and Ashton Smith. Jack Constantine uh, is up against Tyson T-Bone in his NXT UK debut. Now, uh, Jack Constantine, not too familiar with him. I'm sure he's done some uh, work on the UK independent circuit. Uh, apologies if he's uh, better known than, uh, than I have given him credit for. Uh, Tyson T-Bone, of course, we know him from the inaugural WWE UK Championship tournament last year and um, progressed to the second round. Tyson uh, Tyson's gimmick um, is of a traveller. Uh, and he starts the match by throwing Constantino around the ring. Tyson looks impressive as he hits some hard shots, a back suplex and a big elbow for a two count. Tyson hits a huge right hand followed by a stiff lariat for the win in just under two minutes. No flash or uh, uh, anything uh, too flashy from uh, Tyson T-Bone, but definitely getting the attention of the NXT UK fans. Tyson then gets on the mic asking, is this a joke? Uh, is this the best that NXT UK can offer? He states that it's just a joke as he leaves the ring. However, as Tyson gets stopped halfway up the ramp by the music of the bomber Dave Mastiff, the next uh, ready for his uh, matchup next on NXT UK. Now, this could be a match uh, between Tyson and uh, Mastiff that I would definitely like to see in the future between these two big men. Um, I've said before how Mastiff is one scary monster who is definitely one to watch. However, tonight, Tyson T-Bone will have to watch from the sidelines. So we've got Dave Mastiff versus Dan Maloney. Uh, Dan Maloney was part of the first ever WWE UK Championship Tournament uh, in early 2017. Um, Mastiff hits Maloney with an impressive dropkick, followed by a senton with all of his 303-pound body weight squashing his opponent. Mastiff adds insult to injury with a massive German suplex followed by his patented running cannibal into the corner, allowing him to pin Maloney in just under two minutes. I'm really enjoying these squash matches, allowing us to learn more about NXT UK wrestlers, uh, their movesets and their characters. This is something I would like to see more from the main roster, if I'm honest, to help with a bit of character development. Uh, squash matches were always a good way to get superstars uh, to, to get superstars over uh, well, certainly when I started watching WWE back in the early 90s and that's something that is definitely working now in NXT UK. Uh, we get a backstage segment with Sid Scala um, who we've seen a few times over recent weeks unfortunately in losing roles. Next we've got Ginny versus Miley McKenzie. This is the second of the quarterfinal matches in the NXT UK women's tournament. This, as a matter of fact, although we've seen uh, quite a few uh, vignettes uh, and backstage clips of Ginny, this is Ginny's NXT UK debut. 
although she is far from a novice in the wrestling game, uh, she is the current Progress Women's Champion, as well as being in this year's May Young Classic. Miley McKenzie is only 18 years old and a very exciting and talented individual. I've recent, recently uh, completed a review of Progress's Pumpkin Spice show from last month where Mackenzie had a great match with Isla Dawn. Go out of your way to listen to my review of this show uh, when it's out and go out of your way to watch the match with Isla Dawn on Progress On Demand. However, tonight Mackenzie has her hands full with Ginny. Mackenzie really takes it to Ginny in the early stages, but Ginny counters with a flatliner into the corner to regain control. Ginny applies a surfboard submission hold before stomping Mackenzie face first into the mat. Mackenzie hits a massive spear from out of nowhere uh, for a two count before in two successive release gym suplexes for another two count. Ginny hits a Japanese arm drag sending Miley into the corner followed by a rolling kick to end the match with a three count. Ginny, Ginny progresses to the next round with an impressive win. However, I look forward to seeing Miley McKenzie again on the WWE UK shows and see a very bright future for her. Remember, she's only 18 and she's already this good. We see a clip from last week's show with Devlin sending out a challenge to Ligero. And we will see Devlin and Ligero in next week's show. Next up, we've got Zach Gibson and Trent Seven. Zach does his usual introduction, exclaiming that he is Liverpool's number one, soon to be recognised as NXT UK's number one, and soon to be recognised as the world's number one. He said that the Beatles conquered music and that Liverpool Football Club, but before he could continue, um, there, there was Trent Seven coming out with his entrance music, um, interrupting Zach Gibson just as he did last week. Um, this match was set up last week when Trent interrupted Zach Gibson's promo after he beat Amir Jordan. The crowd are into uh, the anti-Zach Gibson chants early on as Gibson goes to work on Seven's left arm. After a cartwheel and a couple of chops by Seven, Gibson decides that enough is enough and exits the ring and starts to walk back up the ramp to the locker rooms. This is halted when Tom comes down to the ring, stopping Gibson in his tracks and allowing Seven to hit another series of almighty chops. Gibson regains control with a chop of his own and a key lock uh, in the centre of the ring before hitting a drop kick to Seven's injured left arm. Gibson hits a key lock driver for a two count. And after an exchange of slaps between the two, Seven hits DDT before hitting a missile dive through the ropes to Gibson on the outside. Seven hits a snap dragon driver and a powerbomb combo for a two count. This match is definitely back and forth between these two premier athletes and the NXT UK brand with the crowd invested in the action of this match. Gibson hits a very impressive ticket to ride lung blower onto Seven for the two count before applying the Shankly Gates submission to Seven's injured left arm. But Trent managed to reach the ropes to break the hold. Um, a brief interaction from Tyler Bate was enough to allow Seven to hit the Seven Star Lariat, but only for the two count. Zach Gibson's tag team partner James Drake enters the fray with an attack on Tyler Bate on the outside, causing enough of a distraction for Gibson to roll Seven up 
into a small package and with help from Drake on the outside gain some extra leverage to score the pinfall on the man from Mustache Mountain. Just as Gibson and Drake are leaving the stage area, the Coffee Brothers and Wolfgang snuck into the ring to take out Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, possibly setting up more potential opponents in the lead up to the NXT Tag Team Tournament. This is the third week in a row that we have seen the Coffee Brothers and Wolfgang standing tall at the end of an episode of NXT UK, making them look very strong indeed and possible frontrunners for the tag team titles. Overall, this was another strong hour of NXT UK, with some good storylines developing, including an intriguing matchup between Tyson T-Bone and Dave Mastiff in the future, Jordan Devlin and Legaro, which is uh, going to be uh, happening next week, and Mustache Mountain. Um, I'm sure that they will be facing the Coffee Brothers and Wolfgang, uh, possibly as part of the tag team title tournament coming up in the next few weeks. The NXT Women's Championship Tournament has also started with two strong matches, reminding me of why the May Young Classic was so popular both last year and this year. The NXT UK TV show is definitely hitting its stride with plenty of strong matches and storylines on a week-to-week -week basis. Let's uh, head on to NXT uh, this week's episode from For Sale from the uh, 14th of November. It's the go-home show before NXT TakeOver War Games. So we start off with uh, Bianca Belair versus Mia Yim. So Bianca Belair is definitely the EST of NXT, but she could be one of the brightest prospects for WWE in the future. But tonight she goes up against Mia Yim, who has competed in the last two Mae Young Classics and has just signed a full-time contract with NXT. Mia starts the match with uh, Pace hitting four drop kicks in a row before being shoved to the outside. Bella takes control of the match using her power to keep Yim down. Mia Yim was able to turn the tide with some more drop kicks and a tilt of the world slam for a two count on Belair. However, Bianca is able to hit a spine buster for another two count. The story of the match overall is whether the experienced Mia Yim could cause Bianca's first ever defeat, not counting her loss in the 2017 Mae Young Classic. However, Bella was able to hoist her opponent into her finisher, the KOD, for the three count. A fun and hard-hitting match between these two exciting individuals. Then there's a backstage segment showing the team of Ricochet, Pete Dunne and the War Raiders discussing who is going to take on Kyle O'Reilly to see which team goes into the War Games match at TakeOver with the man advantage. Ricochet and Dunne argue that it should be them when Hanson from the War Raiders stated that it was going to be him and walks off to get ready for his match. Next there's a special segment looking at the build to the TakeOver match between Johnny Gargano and Alistair Black. There's a backstage interview with Matt Riddle. He explains that his experience has been amazing so far on NXT. Uh, he made his debut uh, and feels that he can take on anything uh, and says that the NXT and says that NXT isn't ready for the bro. Cassiusono enters the stage saying that he is a man of action and says that he thinks the bro show is trash. Riddle says that he will take his little test and will pass his little test next week on NXT and leave Ono knocked out in the middle of the ring. I think this is going to be a pre-show match. I think they're definitely going with just four matches for the main card. This one that they've been building to for a little while will probably go on during the pre-show. 
next we see a bit of a squash match between Carissa Riviera versus Lacey Evans. Evans wins after striking the women's right for the three count after only two minutes. After the match, Lacey gets on the mic saying that NXT is a bunch of classless nasties, sending out a clear message to the rest of the NXT women in the locker room. Then there's a, a video package hyping up the NXT Championship match between Tommaso Ciampa and the Velveteen Dream at NXT TakeOver, TakeOver on Saturday night. This should be a great match with two wrestlers at the top of their game right now. There's another video package hyping up the match between Shayna Baszler and Kairi Sane in their, I think, fourth match overall. This is going to be a two out of three falls match for the NXT Women's Championship. The War Games Advantage match between Kyla Riley versus Hansen from the War Raiders. So, Hansen dominates the match in the early going with his size and power until Adam Cole comes down to distract Hansen from hitting a top rope manoeuvre on O'Reilly. However, Hansen takes to the top and executes an impressive moonsault. However, O'Reilly moved, causing Hansen to crash to the canvas. Adam Cole gets involved by hitting Hansen across the face, but O'Reilly was only able to get the advantage for a short amount of time until the rest of Undisputed Era came out uh, to beat down uh, Rowe. Pete Dunne comes out to even up the numbers um, until Ricochet came out of nowhere to take out all of Undisputed Era on the outside with an impressive dive from the inside of the ring over the top rope to the outside. While the ref was distracted, Kyle O'Reilly attacks Hansen with the tag title belt before hooking the leg for the 1-2-3 and the victory. The story coming out of the match is that Hansen and Pete Dunne have injured knees, uh, which could play a factor in the War Games match on Saturday. Uh, but it looks like um, at the uh, at the conclusion of this match, you've got the Undisputed Era being the first team to have a second man inside the cage during the War Games match on Saturday. So they have the man advantage uh, when the next person uh, enters the cage. Let's have a quick look at the Survivor Series card. So WWE Survivor Series uh, taking place on Sunday evening, the night after TakeOver. You've got the traditional men's 5-on-5 five five match, pitting uh, the five individuals from Raw, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor and Dolph Ziggler. Versus the five from SmackDown Live, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, Shane McMahon, the Miz and Rey Mysterio. Now remember that um, the Miz was joint uh, co-captains with Daniel Bryan um, up until Daniel Bryan won the WWE Championship match against AJ Styles this past Tuesday. I mean, Daniel Bryan um, has uh, another uh, another appointment on Sunday evening. We'll talk more about that in a second. So there was a, a gap left in the SmackDown Live team, uh, which was filled by Jeff Hardy. Uh, where do I see this match going? Um, I personally think that uh, the likes of Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre um, are definitely the individuals uh, that are being pushed or certainly on the rise as far as WWE management are concerned. Braun Strowman certainly uh, the more over, more uh, powerful figure within, uh, within the team there. I do think Drew McIntyre is definitely in line for a future Universal Championship push. So I see these two being the survivors at the end of the match. 
Looking at the women's five-on-five traditional Survivor Series match, from the Raw side you've got Mickey James, Nia Jax, Natalia, Tamina Snooker and Ruby Riots versus the SmackDown team of Carmella, Asuka, Naomi, Sonya Deville and one more person yet to be named. Remember that Charlotte was the team captain uh, for SmackDown Live. She is now part of the, um, the, the match against Ronda Rousey. Uh, so there will be a replacement there, I'm sure. Could it be Nikki Cross? Uh, could it be Mandy Rose? Um, we shall wait and see. I think looking at the lineup as it is, Nia Jax, um, although she's in a lot of people's bad books at the moment, for taking Becky Lynch out with a legit um, uh, punch to the face, uh, breaking her face or, or possibly um, her nose. Hopefully not anything more serious than that. Um, she does have a concussion as well. But um, I think Nia Jax will almost certainly be the sole survivor. Um, and I think, yeah, maybe Tamina Snooker, because uh, I think there's a bit of an alliance going there between Nia Jax and Tamina Snooker. Looking at the, the, the traditional 10-on-10 uh, 10 10 tag team Survivor Series match uh, for Raw, you've got uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, The Ascension, The Revival, The B Team, and The Lucha House Party. They go up against... Uh, the five teams from SmackDown, uh, The New Day, uh, The Usos, who are the, the captains of the team, Gallows and Anderson, Sanity. Um, it's not quite their pay-per-view debut. I know that they was on a kickoff show uh, earlier on in the year, but they've not really had a pay-per-view appearance. They've not really had much of a TV appearance since then, to be honest with you. Uh, back on the kickoff show, unfortunately for them, and the Colognes to round off the SmackDown team. You can see that uh, both uh, Raw and SmackDown tag team rosters are pretty thin on the ground. Hence, uh, using the Colognes in particular. Um, but uh, it should be a fun match. Um, I, as I've already mentioned, it will be going on the kickoff. Um, honestly, I could probably see the New Day and the Usos as the survivors. Um, hopefully the Revival get a good showing. Um, I don't really care much for any of the other teams, if I'm perfectly honest with you. I hope that Sanity have a you know a fairly good show, especially if Killian Dane's in there. Um, I think Gallows and Anderson have seen much better days, um, certainly with the WWE anyway. Looking at some of the individual matches... Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali battle it out for the WWE Cruiserweight title. Buddy Murphy, of course, won it at the Super Showdown uh, in Australia a month or so back. Mustafa Ali, um, he is the, uh, what do they call it, the, 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 the heart of um, the Cruiserweight division. Certainly my favourite individual uh, within uh, 205 Live. Um, I can't see Buddy Murphy dropping the title this early into his reign, but uh, if anybody should do it, I think Mustafa Ali definitely deserves a run with the title there. You've got the Authors of Pain versus The Bar. Uh, will The Bar be accompanied by The Big Show? If so, that could be a factor. I know that Authors of Pain have only just won the Raw Tag Team titles, so it would be a little bit too early for them to uh, have the um, to lose uh, to The Bar. don't think any of the titles are on the line. I'd like to see the Authors of Pain uh, get the victory, although I am a big fan of Cesaro and Sheamus. Not so much The Big Show. That would be quite an interesting match between four big powerful individuals then you've got seth rollins the intercontinental champion against smackdown's u.s champion shinsuke nakamura uh, this is a bit of a, a dream match uh, for uh, all wrestling fans hopefully this one's given enough time a good 15 to 20 minutes they should pull off a good match 
Shinsuke Nakamura's uh, WWE career has been quite lackluster, uh, a little bit on the boring side. They haven't really given him um, the correct push as far as I'm concerned. He's got uh, a lot of skill, a lot of talent, great personality. Um, hopefully they give him a second chance, although he's US champion, half the time we struggle to remember um, who's holding that belt. It is Nakamura. I think that him versus Seth Rollins deserve to have it looks like a good 15 to 20 minutes, if not a bit longer, and they could potentially pull off the match of the night. Then you've got uh, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan won the WWE Championship from AJ Styles uh, on uh, Tuesday in a surprise rematch uh, considering I think they only fought the week before when Daniel Bryan tapped out to the calf crusher um, uh, apparently it was planned from last weekend that Daniel Bryan was going to face AJ Styles this Tuesday and take the title it seemed a little bit rushed a little bit impromptu to me um, he is now the WWE champion uh, with a slight heel edge to him he goes up against Brock Lesnar which is once again another dream match and something that uh, wrestling fans uh, have been after for quite a while they thought they'd never see it with Daniel Bryan being out um, injured since he returned this year um, his babyface push didn't really go as well as we would have hoped. His feud with the Miz was very short-lived, and um, you know they could have done so much more with it, including a, a possible uh, match at WrestleMania. They blew off that feud far too early, um, and uh, in less than impressive style. But now that he's got a bit of a heel edge to him against Brock Lesnar, I think that's definitely going to be a great match on Sunday. Finally, on the Survivor Series card, you got Ronda Rousey going up against Charlotte Flair. Now, originally, it was going to be uh, SmackDown champion Becky Lynch against Raw Women's champion Ronda Rousey. Becky Lynch, of course, got uh, punched in the face uh, with a legitimate punch from Nia Jax, uh, breaking her nose, giving Becky Lynch a severe concussion um, and uh, taking her out of action, certainly for this Sunday who knows, but for how much longer Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey was penciled in for being a WrestleMania 35 match, possibly headlining the whole show. I think um, Charlotte Flair's um, shine has faded a little bit um, this year. Maybe a little bit of overexposure, maybe the company getting too much behind her, having a little bit of Roman Reigns syndrome uh, where it's being shoved, she's being shoved down your throat. Um, maybe with this match, They've had second thoughts about Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania and um, Becky Lynch's injury could be a blessing in disguise um, which may lead to a WrestleMania 35 match between Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey in the MetLife Stadium. So that's the WWE Survivor Series card. Um, this show focuses mostly on NXT UK and NXT uh, action from Full Sail so let's have a look at the TakeOver War Games card. So, looking at the card for uh, TakeOver on Saturday night, um, as I mentioned earlier, usually TakeOver shows have five matches in the main show, with uh, the TakeOver shows going anywhere between two to two and a half hours. I know the, uh, the TakeOver at New Orleans just before this year's WrestleMania went three hours, um, but they've decided to go with just four matches on the main card for the, for the main TakeOver show. 
Now, Matt Riddle and Cassius Ono, that's a, a little bit of a, a feud that's been building for a number of weeks now, um, certainly with Cassius Ono wanting to know when William Regal's shiny new toy was going to arrive while well, he's here. Uh, and uh, Matt Riddle um, will be facing Cassius Ono, but it looks like on the pre-show. So if you want to see that match, check out the pre-show before the main show this Saturday night. Um, looking at the main card, you've got four key matches, as I've already said. Uh, starting with Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano. So Johnny uh, was unveiled to be the attacker of Alistair Black uh, from the, the, the parking lot incident from a, a couple of months ago. Um, it was a very intriguing storyline which uh, went on week after week, um, trying to figure out who attacked Alistair Black. Um, by all accounts, it was Johnny Gargano. So they have got a tasty little feud going, and I think they should pull off a, a very interesting, um, very hard-hitting uh, match that uh, the crowd will definitely be behind. Who do I think uh, should win? Um, Alistair Black should get his revenge, obviously, but I've got a feeling that with Johnny Gargano's new um, heel personality um johnny gargano's uh, slightly dark side i think that he could pull off the win by a surprise uh, victory so um yeah i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say johnny gargano then we look at the nxt women's championship Shayna baszler versus Kyrie sane so this is their fourth match um on a uh, on in nxt this is a two out of three falls match so you had a lot of interference at WWE Evolution when Shayna Baszler regained the title to be the first ever uh, NXT Women's Champion for a second time over Kyrie Sane at that event. Uh, a lot of outside interference from the other members of the uh, MMA horsewomen, you could say. I think they could prove a factor again. Will Kyrie Sane have somebody in her corner? Will she have a bit of a backup plan? Maybe Io Shirai, maybe Mia Yim, who knows? I can't see Shayna Baszler losing the title uh, this early on after um, after regaining it for the second time, although she is due a main roster run. Um, I think that will come in 2019, not just yet. I don't think she's going to be losing the title to Kairi Zane. Um, I think possibly Bianca Belair could be the next contender to Shayna Baszler's title. I see Shayna going over on this one. Then we look at the, uh, the NXT... Uh, championship match between Tommaso Ciampa, the champion versus Velveteen Dream. And Velveteen Dream um, has really taken the wrestling world uh, by storm um, in the last uh, year and a half or so since he came up to the NXT roster. Um, his character, his wrestling style, his risk-taking, his heavy bumps, um, he, he pretty much has everything, certainly for a very successful career with the WWE in NXT and on the main roster in the very near future, I'm sure. But I see Tommaso Ciampa regaining his title. Um, I can't see him losing it here. I think Velveteen Dream has better things to come in the future. Um, he may be NXT champion sometime in the future, but I see Tommaso Ciampa holding the NXT championship all the way up until WrestleMania, where there could be another match between him and Johnny Gargano. Um, however, on this occasion, I think Chima uh, Tommaso Ciampa is definitely going over. Finally, looking at the War Games match itself, this is the second year where we've had uh, the War Games concept. Last year, Undisputed Era um, won the match. Uh, they were up against uh, Sanity and uh, the um, Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong. Remember, Roderick Strong is now a member of Undisputed Era, so it's four on four. 
uh, within Undisputed Era, you've obviously got Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong versus uh, the foursome of Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and the War Raiders. Um, I'd be surprised if Undisputed Era wins the War Games match two years uh, running. Um, I think the team of Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and War Raiders will win. Uh, it's going to be a great opportunity for Ricochet to fly all around them two rings uh, and the cage. Um, I think the team of Pete Dunne, Ricochet and War Raiders will come out victorious on this. So, um, are we doing a full review of NXT TakeOver War Games over the weekend? Um, and we'll be getting a, uh, hopefully, a review, a review of War Games uh, out on Sunday. You can listen to Wrestling With Johnners on all the major podcasting platforms, uh, including YouTube. So I normally uh, record it for my uh, YouTube page um, on the same day as it uh, going out, uh, dropping on all the pop podcast platforms. So look out for that. If you have any questions about the show or anything uh, you would like to ask, or if you have any feedback about the show, you can contact me on wrestlingwithjohnners at gmail.com. Uh, so yeah, give us your feedback get in touch uh, about the show love to hear from you uh, you can also get in touch via my twitter page uh, that's uh, at wrestling with johnners underscore wwj uh, as i mentioned uh, the youtube page is up and running um, just search johnners wrestling so the wrestling with johnners uh, intro music was produced by a friend of mine uh, called half decent um, if you like the music uh, before the podcast and at the end of the podcast you can visit Half Decent's uh, web page halfdecentmusic.com you won't regret it one of the best up and coming rappers in the UK right now so if you enjoyed this episode of Wrestling With Johnners um, uh, I hope you did uh, the quality is only going to get better so spread the word and keep listening regular weekly episodes will drop every Thursday or Friday unless it's a special episode like um, the takeover episode which I hope to get out over the weekend so don't miss out take care and see you all soon um, and as I mentioned listen out for the takeover review which will be out on Sunday I will also be dropping another special podcast very soon reviewing Progress's uh, pumpkin spice show from Camden's electric ballroom from the 28th of October we'll be back for another um, episode of Wrestling with Johnners to review NXT UK and NXT from Full Sale uh, next week. Uh, so take care, enjoy your week, and enjoy Survivor Series, and enjoy NXT Takeover War Games. Catch up with you all soon. Bye. Mm -hmm.